Hi, everybody. Good afternoon. Uh, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, and welcome to this week's Daily Star Trek News Weekly Roundup Daily Weekly Thing. <laughs> uh, today is Saturday, September 25th, 2021. Coming up on the show today, we've got a really, really big show uh, because we're catching up on a few stories that I, I didn't give you guys last week. So first up, we've got news that there are multiple Star Trek movies in the works. Star Trek Picard's Michelle Hurd has been honored for basically trying to make the world a better place. There's an epic new Star Trek novel trilogy that's coming out next week. The gaming world is going gangbusters. And we finally have a date for the Orville season three. My name is Allison Pitt. Today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. All right, so for today's show, we're gonna do something a little bit different. This time, I'm gonna put the entire live stream into our podcast feed. So what that means for you uh, is that I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do the news first. And if you want, you can stick around for the rest of the show. Um, we'll do show and tell a little bit later. Uh, we'll talk about the poll at the end. And it's going to be worth it because I'm doing a preview of our next giveaway. Uh, and that one, I'm very excited. It's going to be open to folks outside of the US. Uh, a lot of our giveaways recently have just been for people inside the US, but this one I'm running myself, so it'll be open to international folks as well, and I'm really excited. So yeah, stick around. Uh, don't forget, you can watch this live stream back on YouTube at any time. That's at youtube.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. And if you're not already here and in the chat and chatting, uh, maybe come and join us. We do this every week, and we'd love to have you. Right, so uh, let's get started. Uh, what have I got? Okay, actually, before I get started this week, I just want to mention that we had uh, three members of our Star Trek family uh, sadly passed away recently. Uh, if you've been following the website, you would have already known about this, but I did want to pay them a little bit of a tribute in today's show. So uh, first up, Fran Bennett, uh, she's an actor and an educator. She passed away on September 12th at the age of 84. Uh, you might remember her as Admiral Shanthi from TNG season, season five episode, Redemption Two. She was also a faculty member at CalArts. Uh, Ruben Klamer, whose name you probably won't recognize, but whose work you definitely will. Uh, he was the inventor of the game of life and many other board games. He also created the, uh, the original series Phaser Rifle, <laughs> which I personally love. Uh, he passed away on September 14th at the age of 99 um, with a, a very full life behind him. And finally, Willie Garson, uh, who you probably will remember most um, as Stanford Blatch from Sex and the City, but he did have a guest a role as Riga in the Voyager season five episode, 30 Days. He passed away uh, on September 21st from pancreatic cancer and he was just 57 years old. So if you want to read more about uh, any of these wonderful people, you can uh, you can do so on our website at dailystartreknews.com. Please join me in sending condolences to their families. All right. So our first story today uh, is about... Uh, the first time... I, I'll tease it a little bit. Uh, the first time I read this story, I thought that uh, there was a slip of the tongue slip of the thumb um 
So there's been a shakeup at Paramount Pictures, uh, and, and it continues on. Uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, the Paramount Pictures chairman and CEO, Jim Giannopoulos, has stepped down from his position uh, at Viacom CBS, and he's been replaced by Brian Robbins from Nickelodeon, I believe. Now, in his departing memo to his staff, he did actually mention Star Trek, and quite often they do mention Star Trek uh, because it's such a, a flagship franchise for them at Viacom CBS. So the Hollywood Reporter published the memo, and you can read it on their website. Uh, in the memo, he said, Paramount has been synonymous with great theatrical entertainment, and together we have helped build new cinematic worlds and elevated existing ones, like Transformers, and Star Trek with new films in the works, among others. Now, the, the, the piece of that that people are getting excited about is the fact that he said new films, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. more than one. Now, I, I want to put it into context because the rumor mill, especially for Star Trek films, is literally constantly going, even when there were no films at all in the works. Somebody always had wind of somebody saying that they would be willing to be in a film or the rumors about the never-ending rumors about Quentin Tarantino, I'm sure you remember. Uh, but we do actually have some actual stuff about the films that are going on. So it has already been announced by Paramount that there's going to be a new film, uh, Star Trek IV? We don't know. Um, and that's slated for release on June 9th, 2023. So it already has a release date. Uh, now, that is actually a different film than the one that we had heard rumors about before or was reported in Deadline, which is generally speaking uh, pretty reliable. Uh, earlier than that, they had talked about a script by Star Trek Discovery writer Kalinda Vasquez uh, being, uh, she'd, she'd been asked to write a film, uh, but the one that they confirmed for the June 2023 release is not written by Kalinda Vasquez. So, um, that one's being written by Lindsay Beer and Geneva Robertson-Dwarrett um, and directed by Matt Shackman. So there's potentially a couple of scripts that we already knew about uh, floating around. Um, <laughs> when we talk about in the works, it generally is uh, suitably broad, so it doesn't really surprise me. But this, you know, uh, this piece of this memo is, is significant because I believe it's the first... Um, executive level acknowledgement that we might have multiple films going on at the same time. Uh, regardless of what happens, you know, I think it's pretty clear that the film part of the franchise is in the process of being revitalized, which is great news for all of us. Um, now, a little side note that we actually haven't put up on the blog yet because it like just happened the last couple of days is that Emma Watts, uh, who I cannot remember her job title, I apologize, I will look it up. Uh, Emma Watts, who was brought in last summer, basically just in time to kill the Noah Hawley script last year, um, she's, uh, she's leaving the company. So we'll have more on that story um, on, the, on the blog and in the newsletter next week. Uh, but certainly things are moving and changing at Paramount Pictures, and it sounds like they want to emphasize the Star Trek franchise, which is great. Um, right. So our next story is, so I, if you know me at all, you know that I like it when people actually live what we consider to be the Star Trek values. And a lot of times people don't always necessarily. Um, but one of our own, <laughs> our own, 
um, has been honored in the last uh, couple of weeks. Uh, it was September 13th. Um, Michelle Hurd has been awarded the, the SAG-AFTRA President's Award for Service to the Union. Uh, and uh, I believe it's pretty well-deserved when you hear the description of what she's been doing. So um, uh, Gabrielle Carteris, who's the outgoing president of, uh, of SAG-AFTRA, she quote, she is quoted as saying, Michelle Hurd is a change maker. She is shining example of how to balance a successful acting career with dedicated union service and a commitment to improving the lives of SAG-AFTRA members and all workers. So here's what she did. <laughs> She's a member of the SAG-AFTRA President's Blue Ribbon Commission on Safety. Her efforts there led to developing the intimacy coordinator position and that helps establish safe working conditions while filming uh, intimate material. Uh, her influence also led to the creation of SAG-AFTRA's Safe Place, which is a uh, discreet reporting platform for members to safely report sexual harassment in the workplace. Uh, and, I, and I'm sure you are all aware that um, sexual harassment is a hot topic and a uh, problematic topic within Hollywood. And she's actually doing work, doing work on the ground to help uh, relieve that. So well done to Michelle Hurd. It's well-deserved. And congratulations to one of our uh, Star Trek stars for actually trying to uh, put some Star Trek values into the real world and um, make the world a better place. Right, so moving on now from uh, television and films into the book realm. Uh, and I, I, not everybody reads the novels, but if you do, you are, I'm sure, already aware of the CODA novel trilogy that is coming out uh, next week. And it's from a trilogy trio, trilogy trio <laughs> of a powerhouse um, Star Trek authors. So Dayton Ward, James Swallow and David Mack, uh, who are all well-known novelists in the Star Trek franchise, have gotten together to write a three-point, uh, three-part epic story called Star Trek Coda. Now, the three novels are called Moments Asunder. That's the one that's coming out next week uh, from Dayton Ward. We've got The Ashes of Tomorrow by James Swallow. That's coming out later this year, October 26th. Uh, and then Oblivion's Gate, which is by David Mack, drops on November 30th. So you'll get them all before Christmas. That'll make a nice box set if you have any book lovers in your life. Uh, and even if you're not that interested, you absolutely must go and check out the artwork for these books. Uh, that's a cheesy thing. But the, the three books together form a whole, uh, just a whole scene. And it's a sort of beautiful nebula. You've got uh, Deep Space Nine and the Defiant in there. Um, it's it's beautiful, and you should check it out even if you don't intend to read the books. Um, right, let's see what we've got in terms of, uh, where's the, right. Okay, so according to the publisher, Simon & Schuster, time is coming apart you know, again, uh, countless alternate and parallel realities are under attack, weakening and collapsing from relentless onslaught. If left unchecked, the universe faces an unstoppable descent towards entropy. Uh, now, uh, James Swallow, who spoke on a virtual panel at Shore Leave back in July, he said, people will love and they will hate what we've done because we were telling such a story which is dynamic but also tragic. It's an adventure story, but it's also a disaster story. It takes you to places that we hope you will enjoy going to, 
But by the time the curtain runs down at the end of David Mack's book, hopefully there will be uh, there will not be a dry eye in the house. We really aimed high on this one. Um, we've got an interview uh, with uh, with Dayton Ward that'll hopefully you guys will see that probably in the next week or so. Um, otherwise, we've got uh, a reminder that September 28th is when Moments Asunder comes out and you can pre-order those now and the other ones to follow in October and November. Uh, I've checked, those are available on bookshop.org. They're also available on amazon.com and they should be available wherever you get your books. Okay. So um, I've got some more news stories in just a moment, but I just want to remind you that this show is supported by our Patreon supporters. You guys make all of this possible. Uh, if you like what we do and you would like to see more of it, then please consider chipping in with a monthly pledge. That's from just a dollar a month uh, with a discount on an annual membership. Uh, you can find out more about all of what we do at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I also want to just remind you that there is a sale on at Tee Public this weekend. Uh, they do them every once in a while. We've got uh, graphic tees from $13 and a really good discount and a whole bunch of other stuff too. Uh, and for this time of year, I have curated a collection of <laughs> what I call low-key cosplay t-shirts. Uh, these are things that are like, <laughs> if you want to go as like Starfleet Academy graduate or... Um, guy who works at Garrick's. Um, there's some cute t-shirts in there, sort of in-universe stuff. So go and have a look. You can find out more about that at dailystartreknews.com forward slash tpublic. That'll take you to our shop where I've put those things together. Uh, and then you can uh, browse the rest of the store as well. All right. Okay, so the next three stories, <clears throat> excuse me, the next three stories are all about gaming, and it's just been a, a really busy gaming uh, week, which is part of the reason, uh, if you are watching this live, I've put the, the poll for this week, is about your favorite Star Trek video games. And I'm very curious, uh, I don't have a, uh, well, I am partial to Star Trek Online, but that's, you know, that's, that's me, um, and but I think they're all great games. Uh, you can choose from Star Trek Online, Star Trek Fleet Command, and Star Trek Legends, uh, or something else. But we pretty much have news across the, across the piste in Star Trek gaming this week, and it's starting with the kind of surprising, but also really, really huge news that Star Trek Fleet Command has come onto PC. Now, this was a um, really, really popular mobile game. Their publishers, Scopely, um, have made a lot of waves in terms of like startup gaming companies. They very famously, I want to say that they made like a million dollars in turnover in the first six months. Don't quote me on that because I'll have to go and find the um, the original story. But they, uh, Scopely really, really effectively monetized the Star Trek Fleet Command platform and created a game that is just hugely engaging and um, really, really popular across the piece. I was really surprised when they said we're launching on PC because I, I was like, is this not um, impinging on uh, say Star Trek Online, um, but you know we already have. You can I think you can do Star Trek timelines on PC, kind of, and I know you can do Star Trek Legends on Mac systems because it's uh, part of Apple Arcade. So this is actually just I think broadening the choices that you have, uh, and I think uh, Fleet Command's a little different from <laughs> from Star Trek Online. So hopefully they'll uh, they'll you know stick to their corners. So here's what the press release from Scopely said. 
the PC launch of Star Trek Fleet Command gives fans even more ways to personalize the adventure through a true cross-platform service. Uh, smooth cross-progression enables players to seamlessly transition between devices and play from the palm of their hand or their at-home battle station without missing a transmission. Now, <laughs> it's funny that they say battle station uh, because um, they are actually doing a big giveaway. And if you are at all a gamer, even if you're not a Star Trek gamer, but if you're at all a gamer, you might want to check out their giveaway. So it's just because they are really sparing no expense. In fact, they're teaming up with um, a Cherry Tree, I believe it's Cherry Tree, who uh, do custom Borg desktop PCs. <laughs> and we're talking like thousands of dollars worth of PC um, systems. Uh, and the grand prize in the sweepstakes entry for for this, they're giving away one every, I know that it's like a total of eight, but they're giving away several, uh, and it's called the Star Trek Fleet Command Borg Cube ATX Limited Edition, uh, Limited Special Edition Battle Station is what they're calling it. So that's your grand prize sweepstakes entry. They also have uh, some resource uh, resource bundle for PC newcomers and existing mobile players. Uh, they've got avatars, uh, a PC exclusive sale on some of uh, the, the in-game stuff. Definitely worth checking out. You can find out more information about all of that, including the sweepstakes at StarTrekFleetCommand.com. Uh, and let me know if you're a Fleet Command player, what this is going to mean to you, whether you'll swap over to the PC or whether it's, you know, this is just for new people. I don't know. All right. The next one, kicking it back old school. And I hope you guys have heard about this already, but I don't, you know, I just wanted to make sure because this is, this is going back a week or so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, GOG.com has teamed up with Activision to offer six classic Star Trek video games uh, and with another two to come. They are available now. I think they're like $10 each. Uh, go to GOG.com. They've got Star Trek Voyager, Elite Force, Star Trek Elite Force 2, Star Trek Bridge Commander, Star Trek, Star Tre Starfleet Command 3, Star Trek Hidden Evil, and Star Trek Away Team. It's a real... Um, broad selection and um you know if you <laughs> if you want to just kick it old school i know that a lot of people are you know missing those old school star trek games uh, now's your chance go and get them on gog.com and um i forget what the other two are that are coming oh uh the armada series uh is coming soon they said so once again that's gog.com uh you can check out those and uh let me know what you think and then finally, <laughs> I hope you did not miss it, but last week, Star Trek Online released the start of their brand new season, season 24, which is just astonishing for an MMO. It's called Reflections. It's mirror universe content. See what they did there. Uh, and it's starring Chase Masterson, who I'm just a huge fan. She's just so wonderful, and she's a fan favorite in that game. Ch Chase Masterson has literally been in Star Trek Online since 2010. She's like a staple of the game. And so once again, she's bringing back her character, uh, Mirror Lita, except that instead of fighting us this time, Mirror Lita needs our help. So let me see if I can find the... Uh... 
Okay. Now players face a threat from the mirror universe as the savage Admiral Lita crosses into the prime universe with the warning of a looming threat that could destroy both universes at once. She's being hunted by Kumarke, a Terran special agent and the mirror version of a former Star Trek Online protagonist. Players must now team up with Admiral Lita. She was once an adversary, now she's a reluctant ally, and we got to save the multiverse. Um, so that should be a ton of fun. And I actually had a conversation with her, I hope you guys didn't miss it, uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, talking all about her role, um, talking about some of the other stuff she does. So Kumarke is coming back, and it's also bringing Kipley Brown, who is the original voice actor of the Prime Universe version of that character. And they're friends, and they've worked before, so we talked a little bit about that. And also, Chase Masterson is another one of these people who is doing great things with just the heart of Star Trek and actually making a difference in the real world. And I cannot speak highly enough about the work that she does with Pop Culture Hero Coalition. We talk a lot about that. And we talk about the fact that Star Trek online players literally have contributed to people's mental health during the pandemic. Uh, and this is a, a past uh, fundraiser that they did with some uh, discounted in-game um, assets. And it raised enough money for them to put together a curriculum that they use now. They're partnered with the YMCA across the country, and they're actually doing real-world good for people who need help. So please go and, go and watch that interview. Learn more about what they're doing with Pop Culture Hero Coalition. Uh, go and check out Star Trek Online. You can find out all about that at StarTrekOnline.com. And little uh, icing on the cake, they are also uh, doing a promotion right now. Uh, it's a fundraiser promotion through Fanatical.com uh, where you can purchase um, in-game items, non-combat pets, tier six starships. It's all discounted and it's all great. And you can enter to win a place on the excuse me, on the sold out 2022, 2022 Star Trek The Cruise 5. So um, go and check that out, fanatical.com, StarTrekOnline.com, uh, enter to win, play the game, and go and just go and do some good in the world. That's what I would say. So that's all the, the gaming news, all of it. That's not all of it, but it's a good chunk of it for, for this week. And I just have one story left. It's a little bit of a wild card. And I never know if people who, who read our website or read the newsletter or watch the show uh, care about this at all, but I do. The Orville, which is, you know, when the Orville started, it was, it's going to be just a raunchy send up of Star Trek. Um, and it's turned out to be actually a really great show in its own right. Uh, it's true, some of, <laughs> some of the humor is a little bit um, blue, but, um, you know, the, it's a series that's really full of heart and a lot of people love it. And they got uh, cruelly interrupted in 2020. So where Star Trek Discovery managed to film all of its third season before everything went into lockdown, the Orville was right in the middle of filming and they got shut down. Now they resumed at the end of last year and we knew that it was that it had wrapped and it was coming. Finally, they have announced a uh, release date for the Orville season three and that's coming March 10th, 2022. Uh, it was on Fox, it's now going to be exclusively on Hulu uh, and it's got a weird little subtitle. It's called The Orville New Horizons. So 
not 100% sure what that's about. We'll have to find out. Uh, but if you want to watch it, there is a, um, there's a teaser trailer up on uh, social media and up on their uh, YouTube channel, I believe. Uh, there's no people in it. It's, uh, it's a, it's a drive through their bridge. Uh, there's, it's an empty bridge and it's, you know, some sort of hinty style voiceovers. And then it goes to red alert and something happens and that's all we get. So, you know, if you love the Orville as much as I do, please go check it out, mark your calendars. Uh, it's gonna be uh, a really busy new year because uh, one of them's Picard is coming out in February. I'm, I'm getting them mixed up. So, we, you know, we've got Lower Decks is on right now, Prodigy's on at the end of October. We've got Discovery starting in the middle of November. And we've got, it's Picard, I think, that's February of 2022. Then we got March 10th, 2022 is the start of the Orville season three. Um, you know, maybe, just stay inside. Just plan to stay inside. Right. So that's all of the news. <laughs> well, it's not all of the news. It's most of the news. Uh, but this is just a reminder, all of these... Um, all of these stories are already on our website. And if you subscribe to our daily Star Trek newsletter at dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact, you've already heard all these stories because they come to your inbox every day. So um, yeah, if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, please come and join us over on YouTube. This happens every Saturday around about 2 p.m. I try to make it as, uh, as consistent as I can. Um, and yeah, once again, uh, hit, the, hit up the website, dailystartreknews.com for all of these stories and a whole bunch more. If you want them in your inbox, hit up dailystartreknews.com forward slash contact and sign up for the Daily Star Trek newsletter. Uh, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Um, this show is produced by me. I'm going to do this now instead of at the very end, just in case people want to drop off before I start showing things on camera. Uh, today's show is uh, uh, produced by me. Allison Pitt, and it's written by Chris Peterson, Marina Kravchuk, Jack Brown, T. Rick Jones, and David Powell. And it's supported by people like you through Patreon. You can find out more and add your support to the crowd at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Uh, we don't have a huge amount of perks, but you will get your name on the website and we have a private discord server for our patrons. So if you want to come and uh, hang out and chat, you can do that too. Anyway, I'll be back next week with more of the Star Trek news you need to know. Uh, signing off temporarily, I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Oh, and stick around for the show and tell because that's going to be fun. Right. I will go through the chat in just a moment, guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I do want to call out uh, War Dog Han who points out... Uh, Oh, no, sorry, it's Paul Wright. Paul Wright, yes, 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. 5, 5 Eastern time. Uh, you know, I appreciate that there are people who live on the East Coast, but, you know, it all happens in California. So. I'm just joking. Okay, so now we get into the, um, the, the silly, uns totally unscripted version of, of the show. I do want to say, if you have not already uh, voiced your opinions in the poll, please do so. Um, and I wanted to head into uh, some show and tell. It's going to be fun today. So, 
I have two of these books. So this is the, audi uh, the autobiography of Mr. Spock, The Life of a Federation Legend. By uh, It's edited by Una McCormick and, of course, written uh, by, by Spock himself. Uh, and the reason I have two of these is because um, the, the publishers of Titan Books very kindly sent me two. Uh, one of them is uh, for me. Uh, I'm going to read that and, and let you guys know what it's like. And one of them is going to be for you. Um, I asked them specifically to send them to me because uh, I wanted to make a giveaway that was available to the international folks. Because normally when this stuff comes up, they take care of um, the fulfillment with whoever the publisher is. They'll send them directly out, which is hugely convenient for me. Uh, and they always say it's only open to people in the U.S. Um, so I know that you guys <laughs> sometimes get left behind. So um, keep look out for details on that in the near, near future. Um, I haven't, uh, haven't set up the giveaway <laughs> because I'm behind. However, look out for that. And, and please, um, please sign up and enter because, um, you know, I, I don't get the opportunity to give things away internationally very often. So, um, yeah, this is uh, the latest in the line of a number of autobiography books. The last few have been done by uh, Una McCormick. Um, and I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but um, I'm actually very much looking forward to it. My favorite part so far, having leafed through it. So in the, they have, in the, I don't know if you can see in the middle, they have uh, like a section of pictures. And they're like, um, they're like, fake in-universe pictures. <laughs> Look at that. Like, kid Spock. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be very cute. So anyway, that's show and tell. Quick little preview of a giveaway to come. Um, and uh, so I also wanted to mention, I got a very, um, for those of you who don't know, you can write to me. I have a P.O. box where you can send me letters, and I love getting people's letters. Sometimes uh, people send them for Star Trek stories, which um, you know I bank up and then we read out as, as Star Trek stories. Um, and then sometimes I just get really, really great feedback. Um, and this one, um, I won't read it, <clears throat> you know, to protect that person's um, privacy. Um, but it, it pointed out to me that, um, you know, there are a lot of people who, uh, who are Star Trek fans who are differently abled and find it different to consume Star Trek content. Um, and, you know, it's, it's something that I want to try and do better at. And hopefully, you know, doing a news show like this will help. And also I'm seeking ways to, you know, make our website more accessible. So um, I'll let you know more about what we're doing in the future, but um, those are exactly the kind of feedback that I love to hear from people. Um, how, how the fandom affects you and what we like as content creators can be doing uh, better to help you consume the content that you love. So yeah, right. I'm just gonna scroll back and say hi to some people because I know you guys have been merrily chatting away while I've been yammering about the news. Um, I want to say hi especially to David Powell. David's one of the writers here on Daily Star Trek News. Um, he's a really great recent addition to the team, and I've talked about him before on this show. 
Um, he writes a lot of our obituaries and he does a really great job um, of bringing out the best of those people and writing about them in a really kind and compassionate way. And um, I really appreciate that. Uh, Dr. Mohammed Noor is in the chat, uh, Star Trek science advisor and very uh, all around awesome guy, Dr. Mohammed Noor. Uh, also, he has a YouTube channel as well where he talks about Star Trek and science. So you should go check out, uh, check that out. It's a uh, uh, the Biotrekkie Explains, I think is the name of the channel, but he's also got a show called Biotrekkie with the Admiral that he did uh, with uh, uh, Jane Brooke from Star Trek Discovery, and that's a really great series too. You should check that out. Uh, I can see Paul Wardogheim, Anne, thank you guys for joining. Christoph from <laughs> Way Abroad, I hope that you'll enter the, the giveaway because I would love the opportunity to give something to, uh, to you guys who always get left out. So. Um, Robert Kaiser mentions that uh, in the poll, uh, yeah, Bridge Crew, I left out uh, Bridge Crew, the VR game for uh, Oculus and uh, the other one, whatever that is, I don't do VR. Uh, let's look. Now, Robert also mentions it's great to see Kumarke again. I, now I haven't played the latest season. I only, I don't have a PC to game on anymore. Sorry. Uh, so I'm waiting for the uh, the Xbox version to come out. Uh, but yeah, I uh, it's going to be interesting to see Kumarke in the mirror version because she was such a strong positive character uh, previously in the Prime Universe, and now it's going to be different. So. Uh, oh, Peter H., thank you very much. I know you were... Uh, replying to David there, uh, there is a hashtag on Twitter called hashtag Trek Book Club, um, where they dis he says they discuss a Trek book every six weeks or every six weeks or so over a weekend, and I think that's wonderful. I'm I've never really been that into Star Trek novels, although I do have one treasured copy of Imzadi that was inscribed from Peter David to Majel Barrett, which I love and I will never ever get rid of. Um, partially because I love Imzadi, but you know, outside of that, I'm not a huge uh, track novel reader. I bought the, um, I bought the Titan books. Well, I bought the first of the Titan books because uh, if, <laughs> if any of you have seen my, uh, my uh, pinned Twitter post on my personal account. Uh, I'm a fan of Will Raker, uh, but I never just never quite grasped me in the same way that the um, that the show did. So, you know, um, good. Oh, uh, Dr. Muhammad Noor, uh, he's confirmed. Yes, it's Biotrek. He explains on YouTube. So, oh, I see a wild Alvera in the chat who says Kipley was amazing. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Al is the, I can't remember what your title is anymore, Al, uh, lead designer. He's, he's, the, he's, he's one of the main people that brings the story of Star Trek Online to life. And um, he's, he's, he's the person to thank for all of the great voice acting and all of the wonderful things that they do on the, there you go, design director, yes. Um, and he's a really nice guy too, so. Um, say hi to Al. He's wonderful. Right. Um, okay. So let's get on with the poll. And uh, fortunately, today I do not have a uh, I do not have a Twitter poll to compare to. Well, maybe I'll put this up on Twitter after this, and we'll see what the results look like. So, hang on. 
So the poll has ended and it's, uh, it's disappeared now. I think I have to wait for it to come up. Ah, there we go, okay. So the question was, what's your favorite Star Trek video game? Um, we've got Star Trek Online way in the lead with 61% of the votes. Uh, something else, which 23% of the vote. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm definitely gonna go put this on Twitter because I'm very curious. I want people to be able to reply with what the something else is. We already talked about uh, Bridge Command and VR, uh, but is it you know maybe one of the games that's on GOG.com right now or uh, the, one of the Armada games or something like, like that. Um, Star Trek Fleet Command comes in um, third with 15% and Star Trek Legends sadly gets a zero. I actually really like Star Trek Legends. I have it on my phone and my computer. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it is behind that uh, Apple Arcade paywall and maybe maybe that's part of the problem, but, um, but yeah, you should check that one out too. Uh, BC says, my favorite was the Sega Arcade game from 1982. Very cool. It's not one I played. Uh, and I, I want to give a special shout out to BC and a, an apology because I still have not replaced the batteries in my moon. So it's a new moon every day. <laughs> I'll do it eventually, I promise. Okay, well, thank you all so much for being here. It's wonderful to see you all in chat as per usual. Um, wait, oh, wait. Wardogheim says something about... Um, uh, he says, I read that very early book by Walter Koenig, very much the way Walter warned <laughs> about in your interview with him. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> so he's uh, he's referring to a book that Walter Koenig wrote um, quite early in his career, which I think he pretty much said it was very bad. But um, yeah, go and watch that. That interview with Walter was a tremendous amount of fun. I'd never spoken to him before. And um, he's he's funny. And his book is amazing. His like... <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter the other day. So the title of Walter Koenig's um, updated memoirs is uh, Beaming Up and Getting Off Life Before and Beyond Star Trek. And, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I had the same reaction when I, when I saw that. I was like, does he not know that that's really, like, like rude? absolutely does know. Walter Koenig is incredibly smart and funny and sarcastic. And if you read the book, there's stuff in it that you will wish you didn't know. But it's funny. It's really good. It's done with a tremendous amount of heart. Go watch the go watch the interview I did with him, where he literally he literally pranked me before we even started talking. Um, and then he's got just some great stories about you know his uh, his early career and stuff that he did in Star Trek and beyond. Um, it's it's a really great one. Go and check that out. So yeah. Um, wow, you guys are keep coming with the questions. All right. So let me see. Uh, uh, Anne says, if I went to gaming and had any reason to believe it was accessible to the blind, I might consider trying out Star Trek Legends, maybe. That's a really good point, actually. Um, and Anne, if you would write me an email, I would love to hear more about how people with um, visual impairments, 
play video games. I can, I'll do some research on my own because I'm very interested in this. Is it, is it something that video games are just inaccessible or are there things, you know, that make it so that you can play and enjoy um, with those of us who are not visually impaired, although I am wearing my reading glasses, but that's not quite the same thing. Um, I would love to hear more about that. Um, Daniel's Hot Topic says, do you think the Section 31 show is still coming? I hope so. I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, I take a very, like, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I take a very, I don't know what the right term is, cynical view of everything that happens in Hollywood. Like, yeah, I think that if, if the market is right and they have the budget and there's a lull in their schedule and the market conditions are correct and they find the right, like, yeah, then I absolutely, I think it would happen. But are they going to force it through if, the wind is blowing against them? Probably not. You know, it's, I'm fascinated by television and film production. I think of it like a business. And, you know, that's part of one of the reasons that I like the Star Trek franchise so much, particularly the current era of Trek production is because they treat it like a business. And it's a very successful business and they're very shrewd with their strategy. Um, I know that pisses off a lot of people, but, um, you know, what they're doing is that is they're ensuring that we're going to get to have Star Trek for a really long time. So, yes, I think that if it makes sense and it works, then we will get to Section 31. And I think that if it doesn't work and it doesn't make sense, then no, we'll get something else. I personally am looking forward to the Starfleet Academy show that Alex Kurtzman keeps talking about, but they don't say anything about they just keep saying he just keeps saying how excited he is about star trek uh the starfleet academy i've been wanting that show for years i've been wanting the like gossip girl cw like cheesy like i'm sorry i know this is probably like way <laughs> hate me if you want to but i desperately want that starfleet academy show i would absolutely watch the hell out of that so Alex Kurtzman, because I know you're watching. Just make it happen, please. We're waiting. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. Um, okay, that's it. I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> wait, 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 one more comment. Uh, Paul Wright says, I'm, I'm presuming he's talking about a Section 31 show. It's coming right after Tarantino Trek. So, um, you know, <laughs> Honestly, I'm not 100% sure the Tarantino Trek isn't happening. It's, you know, there, whatever. I could rant for the rest of the evening and I'm not going to. There's so much innovation happening in television and streaming and film. Never say never. Anyway, I gotta go. I got uh, my kids going to a homecoming dance. I gotta, I gotta iron a shirt. We have stuff going on. Uh, it's been lovely to see you all. Thank you all for turning in. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Uh, and I will see you next week. Live long and prosper. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.